Hey friends, welcome to our digital space. On This Girl Life, we're trying to figure life out. And there's no better way to do that than with your best friend by your side. So join us each week as we bring on experts to help us navigate This Girl Life. All right, here are your hosts, Whitney and Kristen. We're making our way up there. It's episode 34 of This Girl Life podcast. And of course, it's Whitney and Kristen because we can't have the show without us. So (laughs) that was an interesting introduction. Welcome. As Kristen yells into the mic. Sorry. Um, I was just going over our Insta stories of all of your guys' favorite friends characters. And Chandler seems to be the heavy favorite. He is funny. I mean, I mean, Miss Chandler Bong is the best. <laughs> Honestly, though, they're all so funny. So anytime I post, we get such great. Anytime anyone talks about friends, we just get a great response on TGL. Yes, we do. Yeah. Because she's the best. They're the best. Yeah. I was like, she? <laughs> Weeps. Um, oh, my gosh. Yes. Welcome to episode 34. It's been a whirlwind of a week already. So welcome. <laughs> We're like so scatterbrained. You know those days when you just like can't get your shit or your feet on the ground? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I feel like. Like it's one of those things where like I clean up one mess, but it only makes another mess and that mess makes another mess and there's a pile over here and I like. And you're like, I I don't know what to do. Okay, it's eight o'clock and um, I didn't get anything done. (laughs) Literally. That is my life. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm with you. So I just pour myself a glass of wine and tuck myself into bed and scroll Instagram instead. <laughs> yeah. You're not alone. So we hope that you're having a good week and you got a lot of things accomplished already on this Tuesday. <laughs> but we have a great guest for you, um, Amy Ann. From – guys, you're going to love her. She's really cool. She owns a company oh. that's all about sustainability. Amy Ann from The Good Called Trade. Well. <laughs> yeah, sorry, did I not say that? Amy Ann from The Good Trade, yes. Founder a- yes. of The Good Trade. She is spectacular human. Yeah, she really is. We had a and great she time. rocks good red lip, which I just love. Yeah. <laughs> she does. Yeah. If you haven't checked out The Good Trade, um, you're going to want to after this because it's it's – Chris and I were just talking before we got on here, and it's – like a website that I feel like has a spin on everything. Like it's one upped all other kind of like wellness, lifestyle websites. Friendship, motherhood. Yeah. She covers so like example, like a gift guide that's but it's like how to give gifts that are sustainable. Or how to have friends in your thirties. Yeah. And like it's actual tangible advice though, which I find is cool. It's not just these like theories and things. And she's just awesome. And then they also do something called the daily good we can get a newsletter in your email every day that's just positive things podcasts listen to shops to go to i mean she's they're just yeah it's powerhouse good news that's gonna lift you up good information it's gonna lift you up so you're not just like scrolling through you know and that's how this podcast is gonna make you feel it's gonna lift you up guys yeah she's really she was really great and um we talk a lot about sustainability and just how she got into this um so yeah, and how you guys can get into it too. Yeah, yep. So, but of course, I know we jumped into that. We're not there yet. Um, <laughs> we always do that. Because um, our guests are so good, we just get so hyped. I know, I really do. It's it's a very good episode. So, 
All right, but before we jump in, we're going to get into our favorite segment, of course. It's Yay and Nay with Wit and Kay. Okay. Oh, shit. I'm you ready. know what's funny about Yay and Nay? What? The other day, I had a friend reach out and say, does it say, oh, shit, after the intro for Yay and Nay? So and I was like, yes, it does. It does. Because you never know what you're going to get. You never know. Like, it's kind of like your oh, shit moments, you know? Yeah. Excuse my cough, guys. That's so unprofessional. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it does. Because honestly, you can have like, oh, shit, yeah, moment. Like, oh, shit. Or like, yeah. oh, shit. You know, so you just never know. Yeah, I like that skeevy one. Okay, I'm going to go first. Bye, yay. We had a good weekend, and this Saturday, Quinny got to take her Christmas pictures with Santa. Oh, yay. Isn't that the, the cutest? Did it. Yeah, Um, she didn't love it. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't either as a what kid. kid well, honestly, okay, my kid actually didn't mind it, to be honest. But 90%, my kid just, like, sat there. And cry. Quinny didn't like, mind it at a as an eight month old. Yeah. No, I mean <laughs> or eight week old, but that's good though. That's like yeah. You don't want them to be too comfortable. Yeah. Know? What but... we do as parents, God, we torture our kids. <laughs> All for the photos. Yeah. Well, so, that's yeah, that's my fun. yay. Very sweet. Very Put sweet. Put me in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, I know. Um, my yay is a couple weeks ago, about a month ago, actually, I went and saw Dr. K. Uh, Beauty by Dr. K. She was on episode 14 and she did this liquid rhinoplasty on me. My nose is kind of healed. I bruised because I always bruise. I'm such a bruiser. Um, but it's all healed. It is crazy, you guys. Like, I can't wait to see it in person. Yeah. It's so most people be like, oh, Whitney, like, I, I don't know what the difference is. But if you were to see me in person, I had a slight little hump, but then also. I had thinning over my septum, which was causing like a line, lines in my nose, like at the very tip. So it almost looked like I had this, um, like a bulbous nose when I would smile. It was very weird. And it just kind of happened over the last couple of years. So did you I, take before and after? Yeah, we did, which I should put okay. up. But you should. Again, you can't, it's, you kind of can tell. Yeah. But honestly, it's like in person. Anyone who yeah. sees me in person would be like, oh, yeah, I can totally tell a difference. But the thing is, Dr. K is, honestly, she's an artist. It was crazy. It was so great. Her whole team is amazing. So it was such a fun experience. And I have to go cool. back because you can't put that much liquid in your nose. So she's going to go back in and, like, she's basically going to create, obviously, what everyone wants and tries to, like, draw on their lines that very, like, straight, yeah, nice. Nice. Yeah. I know. So I have to go back. So I'll do more sharing of that. But that's cool. my yay because it's nice to just kind of have that slimming and, and not worry about that popping through. So I love it. Yep. Okay. Send it. What is your name? I forgot. <laughs> I can remember when we were prepping for this. We yeah. were. Like, I was like, yep, I got yeah. both mine. Like, you were on it. I was not. I was. Well, I can go. Okay. You go. Okay. My name is hormonal acne right now <laughs> that's not what i was expecting this to i feel like i always do that to you oh. um oh yeah i'm sorry but it is it's hormonal acne i have not had acne in years and now that like we're doing like fertility stuff and prepping and and i know it's about to get crazy when i go on medication but yeah i've been having hormonal acne and i'm like what what is happening i feel like i'm a junior in high school again just disgust oh. uh, disgusting <laughs> Junior year in high school, Kristen acne was not good. Girl, yours was like 
half of what mine was. It, Not it, true. Okay, we're going to get pictures and we're going to compare. Okay? It's people at your... Junior year of high school, I can picture it. It was so bad. Get ready to have your minds blown. Guys. Um, yeah. So, we weren't the glowing perfection of skin that you see today. <laughs> seriously, I cannot... I'm so happy to have a daughter. I'm so happy to know what I know right now in skin and like going into derm myself. Like, oh, my Blakely's skin's going to be just like glowing. Every kid's going to be like, what are you doing? I'll be like... Go to my mom. She's a dermatologist. <laughs> a nurse so practitioner. You're going to go to med school now, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, it's hard to say, like, a nurse practitioner in dermatology. Like, I mean, it's kind of an MP dermatologist. Like, it's, you know. Yeah. So, whatever. Okay, I remember mine. Okay. Photography costs. Oh, yeah. I was like, how can you forget that? Guys. I love photographers. I appreciate you. I pay the money. I think it is well worth it. Like, I freaking love you. But when I want to book you for 20 minutes and you're trying to charge me $575, we're like somewhere someone's missing the mark here. Either yeah. I am like way out of touch with what like a photographer costs or else like you are trying to f with me. Yeah, for sure. And the other thing is question. This is a question for you. Did you ask for them to edit it or no? Like how do well, you feel? Well, so that was like part of all of their packages. They'd be like $575 for the digital prints that we shoot, um, like everything all inclusive. And I'm like, okay. And maybe that's just part of it. I don't know. Photographers tell me what that is. But I thought for 20 minutes, like it's part of a set. So I had would have had to pay a set fee because I wanted to shoot at this one set in Denver. So it's $125 for the set fee plus plus the photographer fee. Yeah, that's insane. So I just thought that was outrageous. Like $700 ultimately for 20 minutes. Yeah. No, that is insane. I mean, I, I yeah, no, I can't like, even. I'll go buy myself the Gucci like side purse that I want for $800. Yeah. My husband would laugh in my face. He'd be like, <laughs> same. Yeah. Right. Adam already hates photos. And I wanted, it was a couple shoot. Like I wasn't even going to have it be a family session. I just wanted to do it with Adam and he would have thought I was losing my freaking mind. Yeah. No girl, I'm with you. And that is a little outrageous. If I was there and had a camera, and could really professional shoot you, I would. I wouldn't charge you a Girl, dime. I, you wouldn't even need to use a camera. I would just have you use your iPhone. <laughs> yeah. You know, some of the You'd best probably take photos just as good ones. I've ever taken is on that damn iPhone. No. So I done it for that is hard. And it is because it, it is a business, so I get it. Totally. But you have to, you know, again, I, I don't know. You, you're a lawyer. And let's be honest. If someone was like, hey, could I have you for 20 minutes of your time? You wouldn't be like, yes, $500. Literally. No, like a hundred bucks, sure. Like a right. hundred dollars an hour. Right. That's like amazing. We used to give twenty dollar consults for twenty minute consults for free. And then my hourly rate was higher than that. But yeah. like no offense photographers, but like I went to grad school to charge a hundred and seventy five dollars <laughs> an hour. Yeah. Preach, preach. I just like couldn't believe it. I like literally had all these photographers reach out to me and the cheapest one I got was three hundred and twenty five dollars for twenty minutes. Yeah, no girl, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, it's just not happening. See, people, so. this is what happens when we, like, you know. That was my name. Yeah. That's um, why my Instagram, guys, you're just going to see my iPhone photos, and you're going to see self-timers. You're going to see Adam photos, and that's just my life. Yeah. It's my life, too. It's my life, too. But you know what? We should share. We should share all of our photography stuff because we – Chris and I have, like, a ton of photography stuff we like. Um, Kristen and I want to start an Amazon page for you guys because we talk about so many products and yeah. we'll share. Kristen and I both have some great photography things that we use to get like all of our content for yes. even TGL. So yeah. let's do that. Let's put that on. 
I'll create this Girl Life Amazon page yeah. today. And it's, you guys, it's like you have to have it if you're. And it takes a little time for approval, I believe. So I'll get started on that today. Yeah. Just for you guys. Just for Woo! You. Okay. All right. Let's get into episode 34 with Amy Ann, founder of The Good Trade. Welcome back Thank to you. Tuesday, guys. Um, I'm so excited. We have Amy Ann, founder of The Good Trade, and she is here today to tell us all about sustainability, conscious living. Plus, she just has the cutest website with the best stuff. So welcome, Amy Ann. We're so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. So for our TGL listeners, introduce yourself. Tell us about your background and The Good Trade and how that kind of came to fruition. Awesome. Yeah. So Um, I'm co-founder and CEO of The Good Trade. We're a digital media company reaching 50 million readers a year with sustainable fashion and lifestyle content. Um, We reach our readers across our website, newsletters, and social media properties. Um, We started the publication about five years ago when I was in grad school at Pepperdine um, studying social entrepreneurship. And we've yeah, go waves. Go waves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we now have a team of writers and editors that work from our office in Los Angeles and a network of contributors, um, really kind of from around the world that also contribute to the work in our writing. So again, before we dive into the business side of things, I always kind of love to know um, just like, Throughout your life, did you ever really envision yourself creating and building a business around sustainability? Like as a child, were you aware of it? Were you just one of those kids that kind of had a passion and like a soft, empathetic kind of heart around these types of topics? Um, Yes, I think so. I I don't think I would have known to call it sustainability necessarily. Um, As a child, as a kid, I wanted to be like a lawyer or a Supreme Court justice. I think I had this idea about advocating for justice um, since I was young. I was also the first of four kids, so I was a bit of a natural leader and fairly self-assured and energetic, and um, (laughs) I think I, you know, hoped to bring that to whatever I did, but, you know, I still try to nurture a childlike openness and possibility about what I might be when I grow up. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great way to to view life. I feel like we should always be, have that childlike, you know, mentality. It's special. And the little bit I know about you, you could still run for Supreme Court justice. I think you could. Yeah, I don't know about that. I might go back to law school. (laughs) Um, So, Let's jump into your business. So starting a business like this is a huge risk. What kind of pushed you into it? Yeah, that's that's such a great question. I think when a lot of people think about when they um, have a business idea that they're that they're working on or that they they've conceived of, um, it, it started as a hobby for me. And then there were a few tipping points that converged at one time to transition my work with the good trade from from a kind of side hustle hobby into my full-time work. Um, And the most compelling kind of reason at that time was just the level of interest from our audience who 
wanted to learn more about living sustainably and mindfully. And so we reached a place where I felt the conversation really demanded my full attention and the work of a talented team. I think we had reached around 500,000 monthly page views at the time that I went full time and started scaling our team. And um, I think that number was you know, a helpful proof of concept for me that um, there was a growing interest in this conversation. And how long did it take to like come into fruition? So like from the start, you said, yeah, like how long was that process? Yeah, that that's a great question too. So um, I, I mean, we started working on the project kind of immediately when we conceived of it. My husband and I um, co-founded it together. We had sold another publication uh, that we had worked on together Um and we were looking to do something again. And so we started working on the good trade, you know, really as a as a kind of side ho- hustle hobby while I was in grad school. And it was probably a year and a half um, of creating content and, and just devoting time to it part time before I went full time and started hiring a full time team. Wow. So a year and a half of you solely creating content before you put anything out. Like, Correct. Wow. Uh, my husband and I. Yeah. I mean, we were publishing all along that way, but okay. uh, we hadn't monetized anything or kind of really looked at a business model or looked at scaling um, a team or that kind of thing until until a year and a half to two years in. That's amazing. Like when you. <laughs> I mean, so I I feel like I've been blogging for a really long time and I, you know, have had jobs in law school and all of that stuff in between. Yeah. But when you think about a year and a half of really dedicated hard work while you're also in school and then you were able to yeah. scale and build a team, like that's I'm like yeah. that's amazing. Like Yeah, I think it this budding community that wanted resources. And mm-hmm. so um I think that the timing converged really nicely. Yeah. Kristen and I were talking about some of the articles that um, you share on The Good Trade. Like, I mean, the ones about like Mm. friendship and motherhood for us hit home. Um, And so what advice do you have for young women right now um, just navigating life and friendship and motherhood? (laughs) I know it's a big question. But it's like that's what we're all about. Um, So I guess Kristen and I both were just like – just we love those types of articles so we're like let's pick we were on skype together when we were reviewing kind of going through the good trade and i was like whitney you have to read this one gosh whitney (laughs) you're just talking about that like we literally just couldn't get enough of your content so i love this question i'm really happy to hear that yeah yeah well i think you know i think women face such a heavy load i think we have so many conflicting messages about who we are supposed to be how we are supposed to live and act in the world and Um, I think my advice to women is to trust your own instincts above anyone else's advice, um, to be kind to yourself and to lean into the things that you love. Beautiful. Definitely. Are you surrounded by a lot of women within your, um, group, like, um, your team and how, like, have, you know, I'm just curious about like your female friendships. Totally. Yes. Well, our team is largely female. Our audience is largely female. So, uh, so is our team. Um, uh, the, the full-time team in the studio is myself and, um, five other women. Um, and then we, we definitely have male contributors and, 
um, a male presence in, in different aspects of the business. But um, yeah, I think we've cultivated among our team a really um, strong, you know, colleague friendship that, and, and a very safe place amongst ourselves that I think echoes into the content and the work that we're doing. Um, I don't think our reader would feel safe reading our work if internally we weren't a safe place to be yeah, <laughs> you know, right. um, in our in our culture. But then for me personally, um, I have a brother and two sisters. Um, I'm extremely close with my sisters and that that sense of female friendship and, and bond um, that goes into sisterhood I, really inspires my work with The Good Trade as well. I think it's like I'm constantly thinking like, you know, how can I come alongside our readers like I my, my sisters? What is that piece of advice? What is that thoughtful thing that I wish I knew at that stage I wish I had had access to? And so um, they really certainly inspire our work as well. I think you can sense that when you're going through the good trading, mm, just you. the post that you have. And it does feel like a community. And we've only, you know, been aware of the good trade for a little while. And I feel like you can already, in just my short time knowing it, can feel that sense of community and mm -hmm. female, like, awesomeness. It's just you can absolutely sense it. And I think it's cool. One of the topics that you talk a lot about on the good trade is, you know, sustainability and conscious living. How do you live as a conscious <laughs> consumer? Like, how yeah. do you, and how would you encourage our listeners to kind of incorporate that into their daily life? Yeah, I love that question. Um, I think being a conscious consumer is just that. It's applying mindfulness and consciousness and presence to that which you consume <laughs> and how you live. Um, in terms of actually the, the consumption part of how I live, I try to buy less buy for quality and ask questions about the values of the companies that I do purchase from. Um, something I've, I feel like I learned early on is there's really no such thing as an ethically or sustainably infallible choice. You know, you're always making trade-offs and um, essentially anytime you are purchasing something, there's waste that is created uh, through that process and the production of that of that um, product, whatever it might be. So, so one thing, you know, personally, I love to buy secondhand. It's almost always the most sustainable option, especially for fashion. It's a really fun way to um, buy, re like, price accessibility um, <laughs> is a nice thing with, with buying secondhand where, you know, some of the more ethical and sustainable companies, um, it just costs more to make things really well. Uh, I love buying secondhand, um, but I also, you know, really focus when I do buy new on buying from companies that share my values. So some of those values are like everything from having female leadership and representation in the company, then of course also labor issues and values for the planet and sustainability. Um, so I think it's a matter of finding the values that matter to you personally and then uh, applying that intention to what you kind of buy and wear and eat and bring into your home and, yeah. um, as, as much as you can. Yeah, it's, I think it really does um, narrow down to values, and um, mm. I don't. I I also think this is a big topic to be touching on because it is hard. It is so complex, and at the end of the day, at least yes. for myself, 
Um, I think in the last year, I've really tried to start buying secondhand. Some of the best things I've yeah. bought for myself and my child are literally from Goodwill. Um, yeah. And so, it. but it is a big topic to take on. And it is sometimes super stressful, at least for myself, who's like a little anxious bunny all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to be, you know, <laughs> I want to be better. I want to help um, in, in whatever ways I can in the world. But it is um, con- just all consuming sometimes. So I think the yes. good trade when yeah. I was reading through some of it, you just kind of like piece it together. You make it like not scary yeah. um, to like oh, think okay. about those topics. Um, yeah. So if you were to like think about one thing that you wish like people knew about sustainability or one myth that you kind of could like bust, what yeah. yeah, what would that be? what would that be and look like? Um, I think the one myth I wish I could break is that, you know, the idea that my choices don't make an impact. And I think when we're dealing with such like massive seismic complex issues, like, um, labor issues and slave labor and climate change and, you know, all these different kind of massive issues facing our our well-being um I think that it's easy to feel like you know I'm just a drop in the bucket and what I do doesn't matter and um I think our individual choices do matter and they do make a huge impact even the small kind of small movements towards sustainability so one example of this is we um one of our top pieces of content through the the five years that we've had the good trade is a roundup of 35 um, fair trade and ethical clothing brands that are betting against fast fashion. That's that's the title of the of the article, and it's a roundup of of 35 brands that are uh, have fair trade labor practices and sustainability are committed to sustainability as well. And so we published that probably about five years ago now, and it was just like pulling teeth to try to find 35 companies that were ethical and sustainable. And now we uh, refresh that guide every, about every six months, uh, you know, two to three times a year. And we have waiting lists. Uh, There are hundreds of companies that are submitting their criteria for us to be included on that list. And I think that is a hundred percent because of consumers, because consumers Mm -hmm. have said like, we're interested in this and we're curious about it and the way to that that list has transformed from not just these like you know fairly like crunchy (laughs) hippie companies to really being like companies that also have like diversity in their sizing and their model representation and have accessible prices and um so the industry has changed a lot and I think um it's sometimes it's difficult to like draw that through line, but it's totally because um, of consumer preferences. I think that's so cool. And one thing that I've just heard a lot about, you know, is like if consumers stop buying fast fashion, fast fashion is not going to keep making clothes. If consumers stop buying, you know, products for like, and food that aren't good, then like organic is going to become more accessible. You know, like we have such an impact on the market and what people are selling. And I think 
that's such a cool myth to bust because a lot of times you do think like, I'm just one small person. What is me buying organic versus not really going to do? But like you said, like over five years, it's made such an impact. And it's so cool to see that it's gone from 35 to a waiting list of 100. That's like, inspiring. if that's not saying that, like, yeah, like if that's not saying that we have some power in our, you know, yeah, it, in, in it, the market. It totally does. And the market totally follows consumer preferences and interest and the fact that consumers are asking brands that they love, like, hey, who made my clothes? Like, hey, what's the story behind, you know, this? the entire life cycle of this product is um, is really changing the level of transparency that brands are offering, but also forcing them to look at their supply chains, their the impact that they're having on the planet um, in, a, in a totally different way than it was five or six years ago. And so- speaking of fashion, like what do you think are some of the biggest things people don't know about these fast fashion clothes? Um, in how they're made or because yeah. I don't know much about it yeah. at all. Like I'm very much sure. yeah. new to it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, a great place to start, and this was actually a huge part of my journey, was watching the documentary, The True Cost. Um, and I, so I watched the documentary for the first time during grad, grad school. It's on Netflix. It's very easily accessible. Um, And the documentary tells a really compelling story about how fast fashion is depleting the earth's resources and really leveraging slave labor, essentially, to pass along a a cheap, in quotations, um, cost to the end consumer. And um, so that was a huge wake-up call for me personally. I, I began focusing my grad studies on labor issues, finding quickly that hundreds of billions of dollars of profit are generated each year from laborers who work in very poor conditions um, to produce many of the products that we wear or eat and use. And um, so obviously these issues are disturbing. um, And I think, you know, being able to cultivate a curiosity about our own role as consumers to support businesses that align with fair labor practices and values for sustainability is, an exciting opportunity uh, for us as consumers to kind of change the needle, uh, move the needle on and, and change the um, environment. But um, it's, um, I think clothes are such a, we touch them, we wear them, we, you know, they represent us in a way. And so understanding the story, um, I think it, we're better for it. Amy, and if you had to th- think of your dream for the good trade and where this goes and its future, what would it be? To our reader throughout her or his life stages, um, we are extremely dedicated to serving, nurturing, and inspiring our readers with meaningful content about issues that matter in their lives. Um, And then also, you know, I think something that we're as a company is looking to provide opportunities to build community. I could chat about that for a very long time. but <laughs> We're going to dive into one of our favorite segments. It's really our only segment. We, we tried a few more. Didn't work. We stuck with yay and nay with Wit and Kay. It's yay and nay with Wit and Kay. Oh, shit. Mm, that's a great question. Um... 
Well, I love the fall. I love the changing seasons to fall, winter, and I totally hate the flu season that comes along with that. <laughs> All the allergies, but um, shorter days, cooling temperatures. I love how they drive you inward towards all things cozy and it's like the perfect I can't complain too much in Los Angeles obviously (laughs) (laughs) we're all right here but um I do I do love that yes it's getting to be so nice here in California I'm in San Diego so it's very fall-like yeah I yes So I guess it's kind of a yay and nay and one. Is nay is nay your flu season? Is the flu season just? I am recovering from the flu, Um, so that that's a very like a recent, (laughs) um, very recent real nay for me. I think flu season is a good nay. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Okay, so one thing about TGL that we love so much is Whitney and I have been best friends since we were little girls, like Mm -hmm. thirteen, and our whole goal is to encourage people to find best friends. And so what would you? Oh, that's a great question. My, um, my best friend, I don't know that it's one singular piece of advice, but she is always the one to like straight talk me when I need to slow down and rest or pep talk me when I need to be bold and brave. And I think having that voice to, help like encourage either direction when I'm feeling like not the permission to rest or not the permission to be brave and take a new risk um is is so like I really cherish that about our friendship and I cherish having that that voice in my life I love that we all need that like (laughs) yeah but no one's ever kind of talked about that and that's so true like I mean, that is what Kristen does for me too, is like permission to like just – sometimes you just need that voice and your husband can't give it to you, boyfriend, whatever, girlfriend. And it's like really – sometimes it's just your best friends. It's like who you need to hear it from. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm like – to so, my husband, I'm like, don't tell me to rest. Don't yeah. tell me to <laughs> – don't bother right? around. <laughs> and then your girlfriend says it and you're like – And you're oh, like, yeah, yes, you're right. God, thank you. I needed someone to tell me this. <laughs> and your husband's sitting there looking at you like, really? Like, what? <laughs> so, Amy, where can people find you and find the good trade? Yeah. Share, um, share your deets. Awesome. So – they can find us at thegoodtrade.com is our website. Um, our daily newsletter is a great place to start for new readers. It's where we really share like the best of our content every day. Um, and so that's called The Daily Good. You can find that on our site as well. Can I um, stop or, real quick? Of course. I love The Daily Newsletter. Oh, good. <laughs> it, it has the best stuff ever in it. Oh, good. Yeah, we It's like encouraging and cute. And I'm like, I need to buy everything that you're promoting, but I also love your quotes. (laughs) I just shout out to that. It's so good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we, it's, it's a really fun spot. We have uh, just over a hundred thousand women on that channel. And um, it's really one of our most engaged channels by far. We get notes back from readers all the time about things that that they're loving and um it's just a really amazing place to have have like 
a hundred thousand badass women who are about sustainability and self-care and positivity kind of come together and start their morning together every morning. So awesome. we love the daily good. Um, you can find that on our site. And then we're at the good trade across social. Perfect. And, um, and you can find links there to the daily good as well. Awesome. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about sustainability and just self-care, wellness, everything. And I cannot wait to dive in. Dive in. Yes, that's right. To the good (laughs) trade a little bit more. So thank you for coming on TGL. Thank you so much to both of you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of This Girl Life. If you could do us a huge favor, head over to iTunes and give us a five-star review. We would be so grateful. You have no idea how much it helps us grow our podcast. And those reviews give us all the feelings. And as a little incentive and a little bonus, we're going to be doing a monthly giveaway. All you have to do to enter is like and follow us on Instagram, leave us a review on iTunes, or show us that you subscribe to one of our many listening platforms. And once again, thank you so much for listening to TGL.